Hello. Hello, hello, hello. Braden Harrington here with Davey Portman for Post Wrestling, Poison Rana, whatever podcast app you found us, or maybe you found us on YouTube. And we're not alone today. We are not. We are joined by a wrestler that we are very familiar with. We followed through these years, and now you can see her on Ring of Honor, Honor Club, Watch Ring of Honor, AEW, and also this week well sorry not this week this month over for smash wrestling's whole day of wrestling on june 25th the girls next door we are joined by the original badass mercedes martinez how are you doing i'm good thank you thank you make me feel so old i sing i've been watching forever (laughs) (laughs) no i don't mean like that but i know that you've you've been Uh, well well traveled because You've come up to to our neck of the woods in Toronto for like for for quite a few years. I've I've definitely watched you like more than a handful of times at live events, and even when we've gone to like a bunch of shows down in in the states, you've always been on the card, and you're always stealing the show. So uh, it's great to ha- to talk to you. Oh, we we t- somewhat lost you for a second, but that's okay. Uh, so so what's going on? Because I know that you've been uh, busy like wrestling on almost every night of the week. Because we're recording this Friday afternoon, Mercedes, and you're you're on Rampage tonight. You were just fighting Vert Vixen last night on Ring of Honor. So I think things are a bit busy for you right now. Uh, a little bit, a little bit. I think. Uh... I don't I even want to say it's been in the hiatus because it's not because we always stay ready, right? Um, I just think sometimes you have to wait for those opportunities uh, to come back into that spotlight and remember, and you know, and, and tell people and remind them who the fuck you are. <laughs> you know, Absolutely. I'm a big believer that I be, I'm a big believer that sometimes if you're constantly on TV every week or uh, on the grind every week, uh, you know, you need to take some rest and and. Sometimes you just need to take a small bit of hiatus, deal with real life bullshit and uh, deal with what you have to deal with. But you stay ready um, as best as you can. So when there's opportunities that come knocking, you're ready for them. And I think that's what it is right now. Um, Right now, I'm coming in hot with anything and everything, uh, whether it's the Indies, whether it's Ring of Honor, whether it's AEW, whether it's, you know, Femme Fatales and Smash Wrestling coming together for this big thing that they coming up. So um, I stay ready, always stay ready. And um, I'm just here to remind people that no matter how long I've been in this business, that I'm coming out there to prove to everyone uh, that I am the baddest uh, female wrestler uh, in this generation, past generation, before that as well. <laughs> I helped blaze a trail for what people see now. Absolutely. Like we've uh, we just had our five year anniversary together as uh, as a podcast duo. And uh, one of the very first things we uh, we covered was the Mae Young Classic. We were doing a weekly oh review God. show of that. We, we've been the NXT guys for post wrestling um, uh, for five years now. And then since the inception of AEW, we've been covering that as well. Uh, so, yeah, we've we've really been following you uh, for the last five years and you have worked uh, kind of everywhere like you you were in the uh like inaugural uh shimmer um main event during a time when kind of wwe was sort of a bit more you know diva era like bra and panties era uh you were like spearheading this like all women's uh promotion uh and in the f- the first main event there so um and look at women's wrestling now like fast forward all the a few years like i i feel like you're you're somewhat responsible for that mercedes like you you've wrestled probably everyone who's who's come up through now like through through women's wrestling right now 
from where it kind of was to come where what like you mentioned Davey like the shimmer thing and then I'm wearing a women of wrestling t-shirt that shows back on TV like women's <laughs> women's women are wrestling right now like wrestling women's wrestling is is more popular than, than ever and like even on WWE programming they're like main eventing and mm-hmm. uh, pay-per-views and WrestleManias and things it's it's got to be kind of cool to to see that yeah, it definitely is. You know what? Uh, you know, 23 years in this business, man, that's a long time. Jeez, <laughs> uh, uh, it, it, it has its up and downs. And I'm one of the fortunate ones that has been able to keep my career on the up and up and be able to see these up and downs and these changes and be a part and maybe even influence some of these changes. Um, I don't, I, I take credit. I pat myself in the back all the time to, to know that I am a part of this uh, woman's change in wrestling. There's still a lot more to go. Trust me. Um, I want to be a part of that going forward. And I, I think, you know, you know, back in the WWE days, you know, uh, from when I was watching WWE, there my idols were not any female wrestlers because I'm an athlete first and foremost, always. I've always been an athlete. That's how I pride myself when it comes to wrestling. When you see my style of wrestling, it's not that it's the TNA era anymore of, you know, you know, basically, you know, the puppies and all that. It's, it's, it's athleticism. And I've always been one to push that because not every female uh, desires to be in that role of the TNA aspect. Um, back in the day, yes, you had to. Back in the day, it was that genre of you have to be pretty, you have to have the part. You didn't have to wrestle. You didn't have to be a wrestler to be on TV and make that money and have that fame. And it was hard enough for females to even get in this business. But I think, you know, with promotions like Shimmer, um, you know, they were one of the first promotions out there to really push female athleticism and female wrestling in the form of wrestling. Um, it didn't matter what your background was, as long as you were able to perform in that ring, have your character, didn't matter what you look like, because at the end of the day, if you can connect with the fans and you can push what you believe is your form of wrestling, that's all that mattered. And that's really all that I wanted to make sure that we push forward, going from Shimmer up until even now. Now we're, you know, females are main inventing, you know, these companies and man, it's, I'm just glad to still be a part, part of it. Like still here, you know, being part of, and I'm not even calling it a trend because it's a transformation of women's wrestling. Like we are here to take over as much as can. We want to be able to not just have one match on a promotion in, in or in a TV. We want to have at least two or three and make it equal to what the men's are. Like we still have a lot more to go. We want to be able to have our full minutes. Like there are so many topics that I can delve into this and not just, you know, because there is so much change to go forward and it's going in the right direction. I just think it, it does this. It just. Yeah. Super, goes super up. slow. Super, super slow. And, you know, 23 years in this business, I'm like, come on, we, we got like a lot of fire on this people's asses to be like, hey, women's wrestling is where it's at. Like, give us our props, give us our due. Like, we do the same thing the men do. We, we you know, we bleed the same way that they do. We, we take the bumps the same way they do. We, we literally train with them, but we don't get the proper respect. And for us to be where we are now, 
from when, you know, I first started to where we are now in, in companies across the board, it doesn't matter where it's indeed AEW, WWE, and it doesn't matter where you are. The fact that companies are now respecting women's wrestling and knowing that we are just not that novelty. Um, I'm just glad to still be here to see that change and be a part of that change. Um, and, and really just take the opportunities to help and keep bringing that change going forward. And hopefully I'm here long enough to maybe not actively, but you know, in the background to still promote that change and make it go just a little bit faster. <laughs> How difficult was it sort of those early 2000s kind of pre-shimmer to like, to like, you know, get booked, work the indies. Like now, now it's not unusual. We go to indies in the city all the time. We're seeing, you know, Jody Threat, uh, Masha Slamovich, like Ali Catch. We're seeing all those girls like all the time and it's, it's just normal. But thinking like early 2000s, we'd see, you know, valets and stuff but i can't really remember seeing much women's wrestling and you have carved a career this whole time um what were those early 2000s like oh they, they were brutal um i think it, it, it's if you had a staple and you know at that time in the, two, the early 2000s i was up north um you know i was in connecticut new york new jersey pennsylvania delaware area um that was where wrestling really was uh, hot for female wrestling, but it was only a crop of girls. It was the same girls that you wrestled constantly <laughs> through those states. It was the Cindy Rogers, uh, you know, the Missy Sampson's, the Amy Lee, the Aaliyah Little Feathers. Uh, who else was out in that time? Uh, shoot, April Hunter was a, a, a name. Luscious uh, Lily. There were so many girls that I can name uh, that had to come through that crop. Uh, Lufisto was a big one. Mm. Um, that had to go through, uh, we wrestle the same girls constantly. When I say constantly, like I can work a whole weekend of three, four shows and I will wrestle one girl in those three and four shows. And we just kept staying with the same match for four promotions. Why? Because there was no females or you had to wrestle a valet or you had to wrestle a stripper. Um, <laughs> it was just that type of environment because promotions didn't, take women's wrestling seriously they always took us as the valet because what you see on tv is what a lot of indie promotions mimic right they thought yeah. that's where the money was and not to take away from anybody because i i don't knock anybody who needs to do what they have to do to get into this business um if you believe that you have the sex appeal and you want to be that valet and that's your way to fame and fortune go right ahead mama do what you got to do to survive do what you got to do to make your money um i don't want to be a part of that genre I'm, I, I separate myself from that. You do what you have to do. If I got to wrestle you, God forbid, <laughs> um, it, it, it was hard. It was hard. And, and, and the promotions, if you didn't uh, push their valets or if you didn't push these strippers and give them their worth, because sometimes they got nine out of 10 times, these people got paid more than people like me, you know, uh, probably double or triple. Mm. Uh, you know, they got the best hotel rooms, they got the catering, they got all of this while wrestlers like me who, you know, trained with Jason Knight and the Samoans and, and was brought up the hard knocks, which just like the men do, got nothing in return. Um, you know, when we say that the old school way is really hard, it really is compared to now where everything is handed to almost everybody. You could be a superstar in two years, if that, uh, it's just, sometimes you just need that one break with that one person or you got still got the look or if you got the look you have it um it's just a lot easier for a lot 
of females to get noticed now compared to back in the 2000s when people just didn't know who you were because of the way you looked. They just didn't care. It was a whole different aspect of wrestling where we had to literally kill ourselves to even get a match or to put ourselves on uh, you know, a TV series or anything like that. It was, it was really, really hard. And uh, I, I don't regret anything that I've done. I don't regret anything that I had to do to make my name because at the end of the day, I did it my way. I will always do things my way. I'm very blunt, very real, very authentic in the way that I present myself. Um, I'm professional to a certain degree, um, you know, when I have to be. But I'm also one to speak my mind when I know things are wrong. Uh, you know, and people will hear about it. People, you know, I, I'm very chill, very laid back, very in the corner. I'm an observer for everything, but I like to make sure that, you know, if things are wrong, that I'm going to say something. And that hurt me a lot in, in it for opportunities because I like to speak my mind when I know things are wrong, when I know things could be better, I, when I know things could be done a certain way to help women's wrestling. Um, so back then it was hard knocks to try to even get your name out. You had to do a, a lot of things. Lufisto is a perfect example of somebody who had to blaze her own trail to get her name out. And she still doesn't even get the recognition or the love that she deserves uh, for what she has done for women's wrestling. You know, if it wasn't for someone like Lufisto or someone like me, um, think about what Lufisto has put out there. No one would ever think of hardcore wrestling for females. She's one of the trailblazers in that genre of wrestling. You know what I mean? There's so many facets of wrestling that people don't give us credit for because we have to blaze our own trails. We have to think of equal opportunities and we don't get that. We don't get, you know, the fair handshake due for whatever reason, you know, people see us. So it's, it's, it's definitely was hard back then. It was definitely trying to navigate a lot of issues uh, that has come up in the last couple of years with the Me Too movement, the Speaking Out movement. All that has been brought up to light. Uh, but that's the stuff that we were dealing with back in 2000s. I was a baby back then. You know, I was 19, 20, 21 years old. Uh, that stuff, it's it was kind of like just shut up and put up with it if you want to get into this business. Um, now it's like, nah, nah, we, we were speaking our mind. And I'm a big proponent of something happens to you. Just stay right there in the locker room. Let everyone see it. Let everyone hear it. Everyone has those cameras out. There's no tomorrow. It's a it's it's a fifty fifty with those though. <laughs> it's a do or die mentality when it goes. But I believe that you know times have changed, and we are getting the respect that we are getting now. But it's just a slow continuation of what I've seen when I was twenty compared to now when I'm forty two. It's really really slow, and you know we just need more people to have our back. And you know these companies, I think. Uh, just need female writers, uh, female producers, female agents, a female perspective on storylines, on, on everything. So they can kind of understand where we are coming from. Because even though we train with the men, uh, uh, taught by men, uh, we are not men. We are females. We are women. And we have a different perspective on a lot of things uh, that I'm trying to, on my own, bring forward. So it has been a whirlwind of a career so far <laughs> from the 2000s up to now. Yeah, like I can, Sorry, I can rant and rave. Yeah, no, that's that's awesome. that's why we yeah. we got you here. No, honestly, that was that was already awesome. Yeah, yeah, it's a lot of topics that people don't. I don't think 
people don't think about if you've been in the business even seven years. Uh, even seven years ago, if you think about it, things were still like great for females. But if you dive in 12, 15 years ago, 20 years ago, uh, it's a topic that a lot of us want to talk about, but a lot of people don't want to hear it. There's the difference. Um, I, because it's a whole different mentality back then compared to now. It's a whole lot of bullshit. <laughs> I, yeah, I could only imagine. I mean, you, you brought it up, but like the whole, you know, speaking out movement brought a lot of attention to, oh, well, for 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 a lot of people that maybe went, oh, is is this what's going on in the world of wrestling? Where a lot of other fans and people involved in the wrestling community were like, yeah, uh, I want to get, a, we want to get away from that. Kind and of just thing. think of all those careers that, you know, those women's wrestlers out there who no longer wrestle because of things, things that like happened that. during those times that all the potential like talent we could have today that was cut. While, okay. while someone, while someone's like, you know, grinding every day to try to, to try to, you know, do their dream when when things are, are like trying to knock them down i could only imagine the the like difficulty of of going through especially like that like you know you're right there's a there's a weird window it's like the last the last 10 years you know you know there's been a lot of things in in come to light and like you said everyone's uh got each other's back so somewhat with the world of the internet it seems you know that maybe the other way around where everyone's shitting on everyone else of the internet but in the same way it also brings people together you can you can tell someone like, hey, like, some- I mean, everything's so much more accessible now. Yeah. So you see a, a clip of like, I don't know, a women's death match on the indies go around on Twitter and people are like, holy shit, what is that? That yeah. looks cool, which you didn't have that in the in the early 2000s. I'm spending two days trying to download a little video clip on Napster yeah. or Zabu <laughs> going through a table. You know, it's, it's different. Yeah. It's we've definitely moved on. And I think the a- accessibility definitely helps kind of all styles of wrestling. And when you go forward to that period, which like we were really interested in around like, you know, 2016, 17 in WWE, um, the network was thriving and they were just pumping out all this content. And you had things like, you know, the Cruiserweight Classic, which which put light to kind of non-traditional wwe style superstars and giving them a platform and allowing them to wrestle that indie style and then we had the the two may young classics as well and i think uh i remember there being quite a bit of buzz when when your name was announced for it because it was like fuck yeah finally she's gonna get this sort of big platform yeah you had that uh the awesome match against um mako 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 satamora yeah which someone else who's been grinding for like for years and years and getting that platform um but also just a a really interesting tournament because you had these uh these veterans and then you had these these girls who like their kind of first match was ever was on the network and to mix all that up and some of those people like today i'm thinking you know your caden carters casey catanzaro's are are killing it now but we literally watched their their first match first matches yeah and like, how was that for you going through the May Young Classic and then uh, going into NXT? Like, as a a seasoned veteran, you you mentioned you've been working for like twenty years by this point. Going into that NXT system, um, what did you like? What kind of things did you take away from that? Still, like, I mean, we're always learning. I guess the further, no matter how long we do something. Uh, you know what? It, it, for the May, let's go to the May Young first. Uh, oh. You know, the, from the first May Young to the second May Young, uh, those two were totally different. Uh, if, if you look at the roster for both of those, it was. I think the first year was more centered towards uh, maybe no names of the indies, 
versus their actual roster. Uh, the mm-hmm. girls that they uh, brought in or the girls that they thought that, that needed the exposure compared to the second May Young, where it was full blown a lot of indie girls uh, compared to their actual roster. So it was two different contrasts. And and for me to be a part of those two different contrasts was two different productions, two different uh, uh, the way they put those two uh, different May Youngs was when I say different, it was different. It was like the first May Young was a whole week worth of of shooting and uh you know these things called car washes where you have to do your pictures and your graphics and you know all of that and in your makeups and and all of that and figure out who you're going to work with your rehearsals and your and all this and that and then when you get to the second May Young that I was a part of it was within two days uh so their production yeah it when I say it was two totally different May Young classics. It was two totally different May Young classics. Um, you know, uh, when I look back at it and, and I look at my matches and I'm like, man, uh, wrestling like someone like Zia Lee. Her first match ever in WWE was versus me. Uh, how do I go into something like that when you have someone who's never wrestled before, who, you know, who still is in training groups, basically, who's still learning the ropes, who's still learning how to wrestle, who's still learning how to bump and, and really pull back, uh, you know, from what her background is to wrestling. It's almost like, man, this is happening on national television live. Like this is something for her is it's, putting me in that position to calm her down, putting me in that position to lead the way to let her know that this is okay. Don't worry about the crowd. Don't worry about anything. Um, I'll talk you through it. If I need to just go out there and do what you need to do that, you know how to do. I have the rest Um, as a leader and being in this business long enough. I also know my role. I know that I have to prepare and teach uh, the new generation, you know, at that time for WWE, uh, that, you know, what to expect for wrestling. And and wrestling, in, in my mind, has its different facets. So when you have these new uh, female wrestlers uh, coming into something like the Mae Young, it's already a big history-making event uh, for WWE. And then you're pulling brand new females that are on their roster against females, someone like me, or, you know, uh, that's been around for so long. It's, 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 it's just, it's, it's a history making match for her. But for me, it's called, it's almost like what I've always been doing, teaching the new generation just on a bigger platform. You know what I mean? More eyes are on me and all of that. So the May Young, both May Youngs were that for me, it was more, yes, I got this big platform. Yes. I'm going to do what I always do. Uh, you know, bring my style of matches to the mainstream, my style of, of physicality, something that no one really sees on the mainstream because I'm a, I'm a no-nonsense type of a worker. You don't see my type of wrestling unless you are on the indies. But to bring it on a national platform against the style of WWE is a whole different mentality. It's a mindfuck, to be honest with you, because you have to be able to give it your all, but pull back. <laughs> is that <laughs> normal? it is, you know. Like coming into WWE, right? Like someone like you, you've been, you've been kicking ass for years a certain way and you get there and they're like, Hey, please, you know, please don't hurt anybody or please don't like, you know, how, what's the, what's the difference when you got in, into those territories there? Like, um, it's, it's, you have to, uh, you have to gauge your, the person you're working with. You have to know if they can actually physically be able to take the hits that I'm giving. I'm not there to hurt you. 
Um, you know, it, it, wrestling, professional wrestling is sports entertainment. Uh, let's get away from that kayfabe because there is no more kayfabe on that anymore, right? Um, you know, if you, if you really want to talk into that physicality, yes, I'm very physical in that ring. Yes, when I hit you, you can go in to steal it, but I'm not there to give you a black eye. <laughs> if I punch you in the face, yeah, the crowd's going to hear it. Yeah, but I'm not there to break a jaw unless it's warranted. Like, I'm not there. I know when to, <laughs> I know what to do in there. Um, I, I think when I got there, it was my job as a professional wrestler and as a sports entertainer, it's weird to call myself that, um, is to perform my level of wrestling, show national TV and this national audience what they're missing out on Mercedes Martinez, right? And I'm also going in there also to make sure that the WWE roster understands that I'm there to help you as well. I am there to enhance you. I am there to bring you up to speed on the level that I'm at and then some. You know, if if, if you are already up here and this is your first match and I've been on this level for years and years and years, my job is to propel you to the next level because you're the one with the contract. You're the one that's, you know, uh, you know, Triple H and, and, and the office is looking to propel. So they're bringing me in for a reason. My job is to get you and bump you up to that level, whether it's your first match or not. Right. So I know my role. My job is to make you look like a million bucks. And while I'm making you look like a million bucks, I'm also cluing the national audience of what I am about, who the fuck I am, what I can bring to the table and not just in wrestling and in the wrestling sense, but also, Hey, I'm bringing this girl who knows nothing about wrestling to wrestling. I'm showing you what she can deliver, hiding her flaws, bringing her her highlight reels and all that. And I'm part of that. I am part of that direction that uh, is going to get this girl over to the national audience and to make sure that, you know, her contract is not in vain. Like there's so many different facets of wrestling that people don't understand. It's not just going in there having a great match. Anybody can have a great match, but can you propel your opponent to the next level? Because that is your role. It's hey Mercedes. We know you're fucking great. Yeah, I know that too. I'm very humble, but I know that I'm fucking great. And well, we need this girl to look like she's a superstar and this is her first match. All right, boss, I'm going to do that. I am going to give her the best five minutes of her life. And this is her first match ever, um, you know, in a spotlight ever. Her first gear, her first everything. I got you, boss. Uh, <laughs> but to be put in that position, uh, that also gives me uh, an insight. To be like, you know what? They trust me enough to do that. They have that, you know, knowledge to say, you know what? Mercedes is that go-to girl that we can give her anybody and she's going to make them look like a million bucks. Cause not everybody can do that. Everybody's out for themselves in this business. It's just how it works. You know, they're going to see, you're going to step on people's backs. You're going to do what you have to do to get up there. Um, I'm not that type of person. I'm there like, Hey, we're both equal regardless of how long you've been in this business. We're equal. We're in that ring because that's what we have to be. Uh, we're there to tell the story. We're there to do what the boss has said, make both of us look great. And, whether you win or lose the match, it doesn't matter. People are going to remember the match. They're not going to remember who wins or loses. Um, if I lose a match, in case in case with Miko Satamura, I lost that match. But that is one of the best matches in the May Young Classic. One hundred percent, it's the best. The yeah. yeah, that match. And, and it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter who won the match. People will just remember 
like the moves and the physicality and the story. And it doesn't matter who won. Yeah, she won. But to me, I'm like, nah, I won because that is one of those matches that you can't re- you can't duplicate. Uh, it's one of a kind. So uh, the May Young was a chance for everyone to showcase everything. But also besides showcasing your talent, it's also proving to the office. What can else can you do? Um, in that ring besides wrestle can you lead the match can you make your opponent look great can you you know make yourself vulnerable can you do what is asked of you can you call audibles as need be you get hurt what happened like there's so many different facets of professional wrestling once you get to that top level it's so different and and people forget that it's not the indies anymore the indies prepare you for professional wrestling on the national level but are you really ready for that national level because there's more facets to that than just wrestling it, it, it's camera work it's there's so many different things that people don't even even think about um but when it comes to the may young it was an opportunity for everyone to showcase their talents showcase their skills for me it was like god damn it it's about damn time <laughs> it's it's you know? awesome it's you like, you like recognize that though i mean you, obviously there are all the stories of egos in wrestling and uh you know not yeah. put an over brother and all that sort of stuff. And for going <laughs> oh God, into yeah. something like that, it would be so easy to go into like a Mayan classic NXT system being like, well, I've been doing this for years and I'm against this, this girl who's never done this before. And to come in with an ego. And I think recognizing that, Oh, although like wrestling comes naturally to me at this point, I'm actually going to have to wear a load more hats than these new girls and i think that's awesome and at the end of the day it makes everyone look good if you're making your opponent look good you're going to look good and vice versa right so it's uh i think that's that's awesome that you went into that system knowing that knowing what kind of your role is and make everyone around you look as great as possible and we like we generally really enjoyed those yeah i love mayon classics and yeah especially your, your that match still, yeah I, I i rewatched it yesterday just just because I was like, oh man, I remember there was one specific, and it was it was Mika. So I watched it back. The call afterwards, Michael Cole is like, man, that was one of the best matches I've ever called. That's <laughs> that's crazy high praise coming for this from this guy who's been calling I don't know everything thousands years, of matches. Years, yeah. So uh, it was it was a pretty great rewatch. And and like like you said, you you were in there. And you're wrestling people that maybe are having their first match, but you you're also wrestling someone who you know Mako wasn't wrestling her first match. So was that like kind oh, of like God, a like a, a bit of a dream match in in some sort of ways. I know a lot yeah. of people watching it was, yeah. <laughs> it definitely was. It was, uh, I think when the second May Young Classic came and I saw the roster and I was like, man, I was like, I really want to work Miko if I can. Um, I didn't know if I was going to be out in the first round or how far I was going to go with the second May Young because it was more established wrestlers at that time, you know, uh, that they would bring it in compared to the first May Young. Uh, the first May Young, I knew what I had to do. I knew my role. It was to propel their, uh, you know, their roster because it was mostly, that was the mostly reason, of course. I think when the second one came, it was like, you know, you had someone like a, a Miko and I was just like, wow, like everybody wants to work her. Am I going to have that chance? Are they going to put the two big veterans against each other? These two boss players, you know, it's like a combination of a video game. Like, man, this is the final, like fucking boom. Um, and when they did, it was like, all right, now I really have to go, go. Like, I really have to, uh, whatever I've done up to this part, it doesn't really matter. Um, I got to go win there and fucking blow the roof off the fucking place and let them know like who the fuck I am. Like, yes, I'm a 20 year veteran, almost 20 year veteran at that time. And um, I'm going to show that I can go 
and still go. And Miko had that same mentality. It was, okay, I'm here. And, and it's her opportunity to be on a national platform. You know, if you never heard of Miko, then this was her shot to, for people to know who she was. And it was my same thing with me. We're both on the same mentality and we go into this match and we're like, all right, let's just give it everything that we have. Uh, the physicality, the brutality, let's not pull each other, anything back. If I'm hitting you, uh, I'm hitting you hard and you're going to hit me hard and we'll say sorry later um, type of mentality because we both want to uh, show people that wrestling is wrestling, but females can go out there and fucking kill it. And and, and, and the two big bosses of this company, like of, of wrestling, are going to show you know the world, yeah, we belong here and then some. And if we're not here, well, now you know uh, why we're probably not here. Maybe we're hit too hard. <laughs> Maybe we need our own promotion for this style of wrestling. Who knows? But we went out there and we fucking kill it. And when, uh, you know, when I, I speak about my, you know, top 10 or even top five matches, she's up there in the, like the top three. Um, and, and it's not because of just that match. It's because I know what she brought out of me, um, you know, going into the ring with someone like her uh, you know, growing up and, and, and just kind of watching throughout my whole career, like who Miko is and going to Japan and knowing like her name is synonymous with women's wrestling over in Japan. It's just like, all right, I, I, one day I'll get to wrestle her. And it was brought forth and it was like, all right, now whatever I have, whatever movesets I have, what haven't I done, I'm going to do it today. And and she's going to, you know, do me the favor and give me everything and I'm going to vice versa. So it was a 50-50 match. And man, we blew the roof off that place. And um, I actually had a second chance to wrestle her in a rematch over in Australia. Uh, oh, so wow. we were able to, yeah, yeah, we were able to bring uh, our that match again back in, in front of an Australian crowd. Maybe not as big as the platform, but we still gave it our, you know, uh, we probably gave maybe not 200% because it's a smaller crowd, more intimate. So you kind of, when you're on an indie show compared to a national stage, the crowds are super close. Um, and they hear and they listen and, and you got to get them involved more when they're that close. Right. So our match was two different matches, but that match, uh, for me, young man, uh, I can't duplicate a match like that ever. Uh, not with Miko. Anytime I get in the ring with her, it's, it's always going to be something different, but just to know that going from like someone who's having their first match <laughs> to <laughs> someone who knows what the fuck they're doing. My mm. mind changes because now I'm more at ease. Now I can look out. Sure, Whatever yeah. happens, it's going to happen. It's authentic. You go in there. You don't have to memorize anything. You don't have to like call anything. Like You can, but if you know something went wrong or something happened, you know that we can go in there and just kill it. We can go in there literally, oh, I'm wrestling you. All right. And we'll go out there and just put on a match without even knowing what each other's with. Wrestling is universal when you know what the fuck you're doing. You can go in there and just have the match of your career. And uh, we went in there just knowing that, um, you know, it's, it's one of my top probably three matches ever in my career out of my 23 career thus far. <laughs> I mean, um, I really think uh, you're going to have the, potential to do that against <laughs> Masha in Toronto. I mean, that that match is huge. Masha Slamovich has been absolutely killing it, especially this last year. Someone else who, when watching her, really isn't afraid to, you know, hit hard and be hit hard as well. So, I, yeah, like, Masha is a monster. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, and you know what? It, this is not the first time I'm wrestling Masha, though. Of course, That's yeah. That's the thing. Uh, you know, I, I, I know through the internet, like, oh, this is gonna be, I was like, yeah, but this is probably like the fourth, maybe uh-huh. the third or fourth time that I'm mm-hmm. wrestling her. It just so happens that, you know, I'm wrestling her in Toronto where it's, it's a, it's, you know, big 
fight feeling compared to the other time. Not that they weren't, uh, but when you're wrestling someone who's just coming up, don't have a big name like Masha has now. It's kind of like, all right, Masha, you know, you have a tendency of being, you know, labeled this deathmatch hardcore person. Now nah, we're just gonna wrestle for right now, okay? <laughs> <laughs> uh, so the first two times it was, they were bangers. Don't get me wrong, like they were physicality was there, everything was there. Matches were on point, man. Like I loved them, but. Going to uh, the, this Femfatal Smash Wrestling uh, match, uh, you know, in the next two weeks or so, it's 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 a different feeling. She's on a different level right now. She fucking leveled up her game since the last time I wrestled her. Um, I level up my game all the time, um, but going into this match with her, it's gonna be like if you thought, you know, she brought brutality, you know, to GCW or to wherever she's coming. You know, she's champions all over these promotions. Well, I want that Masha coming in i want that masha because i haven't had that masha yet i've had the wrestling masha where it's you know hey let's chain wrestle no no i want the masha that's going to kill it uh because that's masha that's gonna bring me to a different level uh it's gonna bring mercedes to a different level because sometimes you know i need that i need someone who can get me in a different mind frame who can take me out of my norm and bring me to le- their level because it just levels me up more. It just knows that I can still go with the best of the best and with the upcomers. Masha's going to be around for a long time. In 10 years, am I going to be? Who knows? But for right now, I'm going to show her who the fuck I am. And like, yeah, you've been around and you got your name this year, but don't fucking forget who I am. <laughs> you know, so that's going to be a, that's, I'm actually really looking forward to that match. Out of all the matches that I have coming up, that's the one that I'm preparing for physically. <laughs> Physically, yeah, yeah. yeah. On on let on paper, it sounds awesome. I'm big fan of, of both oh. of you. Uh, is there is there other is there other people out there right now that you watch and you're like, oh, I can't wait to f- kick the shit out of you or fight <laughs> fight you or or you know maybe you have friends you haven't wrestled or have wrestled a bunch and every time is different or, or, or the same because there's so many like every every few months a wrestler pops up and gets you know a bit, little bit of buzz behind them and then and then right away us wrestling fans are like oh i would love to see this person versus this person and i'm sure as a wrestler you I mean you you wrestle a lot so i i don't know if that goes through <laughs> i don't know if that goes through wrestlers minds like oh man i i can't wait to tear it up with that person uh you know what i i i always every year i i i try to make a list right um <laughs> but i can't you can't make a list um you know my list uh, evolves around people that have been around a long time and the veterans that I haven't had a chance to wrestle. Uh, but we, we, we go through these channels and I'm like, man, maybe I get to wrestle you. Like Natty Nightheart has been on my list since for 20 years. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, you know, and, 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 and I never, even in the Indies had a chance to wrestle her. And I got to WWE. I was like, fuck yeah, I'm going to wrestle her. Nope, just our paths never crossed, right? So that's on the top of my list. But so, but if you're talking about the indies and, and just the up-and-coming girls, there's too many to name. Um, uh, there's not one person that I don't want to get in the ring because I want to wrestle everyone, whether you have a name or not. Why? Because I believe at this stage of my career, my job is to still help the new generation. If you've been in this business one year and let's say you have a and, and let's just let's just use AEW since that's you know portion I'm part of right now, right? <laughs> uh, you know, when they had the darks and the dark elevations and now we got Ring of Honor, which I'm fucking happy about. Um, 
you know, you bring these these girls that are getting a little buzz, and, and even if it's a three minute match, you still want to highlight them. Like I'm not there to bury you. I'm there to. Everyone knows what I can bring to the table. I'm such a giving person to a certain extent. Give me your best ten out of ten. Let me see what you got. Let's see if you can actually handle this level. Um, are you ready for this level? And if I feel that you can't and we're in the match. I call those audibles and I'm going to protect you to try my best to make sure you don't look like a fucking idiot out there. And I'm just going to take the match home. Right. That is my job at this point in my career. Yeah, I can put the bangers with anybody out there if it warrants it. Uh, sometimes you have chemistry with people that you just didn't think you would. And sometimes you think that you would have the best chemistry on paper with these up and comers. And then it's like shit <laughs> for whatever reason. Um, and, and it's, 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 I think the roster and, and not even the roster, just the females out there now, the women wrestlers out there now are way more prepared for wrestling and they are more physically prepared for wrestling. Uh, let me phrase that. They're not out there to be the TNA. They're not out there to be the valets. They're out there to steal the fucking show. Um, and because they have that mentality, um, every person that I come into contact with in any locker room, I watch. I try to watch all the girls' matches. You know, I would love to wrestle Trisha Dora again because the first time that we wrestled was for Ring of Honor. But sometimes you can't give your all on a national TV platform. You know, there's restrictions on a lot of things. There's your character that you're trying to, what, you know, their story is what they're trying to do. But if I wrestle Trisha Dora on an indie show, everything is thrown out the window. We're going at it, you know, like that. Um, I would love to wrestle Lufisto again, to be honest. Yeah. Um, I think we've had wars upon wars upon wars because we had to transcend women's wrestling. And you have two pioneers in this business. Um, I want someone to, Put us together and just let us fucking go. Whether it ends up in hardcore, I won't do death matches. Okay. <laughs> let, let me let you, I was going to ask you that. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah no <laughs> death match. That is not my genre. No, no, no. <laughs> that is not my genre. Uh, I, I do not do death matches. I do not bleed uh, unless it's the hard way and by accident. But the hard, the hardcore matches that I have done, especially with that with Lufisto, I think I've never bled. Um, and it's because stories, you tell stories, but mm -hmm. I would definitely love to get in the ring with Lufisto and give her her flowers and say, fuck yeah, you're, like, you're the one who uh, just never gets the, the recognition you deserve and let's have one more fucking banger of a match and show the, the world the story that we can tell, show the world what women's wrestling is really coming related to and that we're still fucking around to like show you guys a banger of a match. Um, but like I had the match with Burt Vixen. Never wrestled her. Only watched her through highlight reels because, you know, that's what's on social media is highlight reels upon highlight reels. But do you really know that's really what they can do, right? You actually have to watch a match from the beginning to the end to see if someone's really capable of wrestling nowadays. Everyone uh, expects gifts and all this stuff. I can't tell if you're a good wrestler by a highlight reel. You're mm -hmm. highlighting yourself. How do I know if you can lock up? Are you showing a lockup? <laughs> um, no, you're showing the best of your best, right? So someone like Burt Vixen, who's an up and comer, man, just the match that we put together in, in the time frame that we had, my job was like, you know what, let's fucking bang this shit out. I know what you're capable of. I don't know if we're going to have chemistry or not. I'll fill it out. 
the moment that we talked was just like, there's the chemistry. I was like, all right, we're going to put a banger out there. And there, that's what it was. The one thing that, you know, what people with that Vert Vixen match is that I went to Tony right after. And I said, uh, you know, I always like feedback on matches and I'm just like, I want her again. Let's run this back. And I don't do that to many matches. I said, I want to run this back with her. Give me more time. Give me 15. Give, give me whatever you got. Even if it's one minute more than what I had, just give me more time. Yeah. Why? Because I believe that our chemistry was so on point that I, I, I want to highlight more because I believe she can bring more to the table than what I was able to give her uh, because of time constraints and because character and because I'm coming back to Ring around, I'm getting back my TV. Um, but I think someone like her deserves a platform because she has something and I can't pinpoint it, but she's got something, whether it's her character or her look. Um, she, she understands, uh, you know, the formality, she understands wrestling, she understands her role, but she wants to put herself over. So she listens well and she's like, yeah. And, and I'm a bit, I'm a big believer of give me what you got. Tell me what you got. I'm not going to sh- give me your ideas. It's not one fit all. It's give me your ideas. What's going to best be for you? And I'm going to put it in the match because it's going to highlight you. And then I'll do what I do. Uh, but Bert is one of those that is going to be that up and coming uh, superstar out there that I believe. And I'll put, I'll put my name on her any day of the week. Jody Threat is another one who I wrestled in Shimmer, who I would love to have another crack at. Uh, because when I wrestled girls back then, a couple more years later, they're on a different ball game. I'm man, if only I wrestled you the way you are now back then, shit, who knows what would have happened. So Jody Threat is another one. Killer Kelly. I know she's in a oh, different yeah. company. Killer Kelly. As many times that we've been in locker rooms, fucking give me her. Someone <laughs> give me her, please. We we um, don't see enough of Killer Kelly, yeah. I don't think. Yeah. Uh, I mean Braden's Portuguese as well, so like his rooting for her. But there's no other Portuguese wrestler who really stands out whenever I've seen her on TV, and I I'm shocked that she hasn't had like a bigger platform and a so big wait, presence. You two never locked up. No, no, we've been That's in the crazy. same locker rooms, in the same locker rooms, and like you know, even if we like even. It, we live like in the same city and stuff so it's just like man we're in two different companies and i'm just like fucking a like can't someone <laughs> just book us like on the side to just have this fucking match because like it needs to happen uh before my career is over because oh, yeah. uh she is one that it's she's another one that just hasn't gotten that national platform that just hasn't gotten her fucking flowers that she's a she's a great worker and her presence and her look and just everything about her it's just like Ooh, like she got her chance at the May Young with Miko out of all people, right? So she got her chance. I came after that and her physicality is brings something new to the table. So I think that if, you know, I can get in the ring with her, man, it's just, that's just going to be just that banger match that people are like, oh shit. Oh, I just, just someone's got to book it. Uh, you know, that that's one of those, like I said, there's so many people that I've been around with and, and, and that I seen years and then I see them now and I'm still around. I'm like, fuck yeah, I just want to wrestle you now because you level up. All these girls, they keep leveling up every year after every year and after every year. And I, I feel like I have to catch up to their levels. Um, and I'm up to that challenge. Bring me out of that comfort zone that I'm so used to because anytime that someone wrestles me, I learn they're intimidated and they're nervous and they're excited all at the same time. Um, that they are afraid to give me their best. And I'm just like, nah, I'm just like you. You bring the best out of me. I'm going to bring the best out of you. And let's just have a banger match. Eagles aside, it doesn't matter who we work for. At the end of the day, we're just trying to put women's wrestling on the map, right? Like that's the ultimate goal. Um, but yeah, give me Killer Kelly. Give me Jody. Again, uh, I would love to wrestle Burt Vixen. You know, I, I, Trisha Dora is another one. 
um, that I would love uh, to get in the ring with and actually just have an actual wrestling match with her because I, I didn't get a chance to actually like dig into what she can actually do out there. Uh, there's so many names out there. You know, uh, a Vipress is another one who's got a character-driven uh, uh, type of mentality. Uh, everything's character with a lot of people sometimes. Sometimes when you have a character, you kind of look at them and you're like, oh, all right, the character's there. Um, you have Abaddon who so character driven, um, who I would love to get in the room with and not for a wrestling clinic or anything like that. Abaddon, because she's going to bring a character element to my matches that I hardly ever, ever get to do. Like if we want to talk out of the norm and out of Mercedes type of matches, what is Abaddon and Mercedes going to do in the ring? It's mm. such an unlikely match, right? It's such a, a combination of this is, this, you know, character and Mercedes and you know, like, what are we going to do to make the fans watch this match and be like, oh shit, uh, that's something, that's the challenge type of a style of match that I want uh, because everyone wants to see me versus Masha. You know, everyone wants to see these big physicality matches. No, give me someone like Abaddon. Give me someone like a Sky Blue. Uh, give me somebody like that that people don't expect because I know how to highlight them. I am going to give them probably, a, I'm going to give them a great match because I'm there to bring them up to a different level that, that maybe they haven't been on. Egos get stroked a lot in this business. Uh, until you're in the ring with someone who doesn't have an ego but know what the fuck they're doing. There's a difference. I don't have an ego, but I know what I'm doing. <laughs> PK, um, you listening? So That's it's... like two months worth of TV there. Like, just book <laughs> <laughs> <Okay>. it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I, got, I, got, I got pictures for days, bro. I yeah. got pictures for days. Um, yeah. It's just a matter of the right time, you know. Someone's going to book it. You know, we, we are allowed to work indies. So if I don't get Abaddon on TV, someone's going to book it on the Indies, right? Like, oh, listen, yeah. listen, we, we, we know how to work uh, a, a match on the Indies where there's no clear-cut winner so we can bring it on TV. <laughs> <laughs> we, we know what to do. We're professionals. Give, give me someone like that. Um, but yeah, yeah, I just, I want everybody. Uh, it's hard to pick the names out because there's so many great female wrestlers out there. Um, and it's not just based on wrestling. It's also based on character work. Um, it's based on uh, their locker room etiquette, too. You know, someone who has uh, who's phenomenal in the back in, 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 in the locker room and just needs an opportunity. I'll be their opportunity. Yeah, give me give me her what she hasn't wrestled in. Just give me her. Let me see what she can do. Um, you know, I, I take my role as someone in this business very seriously. I'm not there to always wrestle the top bill names. I can, but I also want to be that wrestler who's going to help build the new generation of wrestlers too and teach him through my matches as yeah. well. So yeah. that's right. the, that's going to be my next role, right? <laughs> is that is that what's what's kind of in the in the wings for you like going going in into the future because I feel just from talking to you like yeah, I, I feel like wrestling does have a lot of people do have egos, but from just briefly talking to you, you sound like you're just like so dedicated and like just a, a a good vibe, a good energy that is what will keep wrestling ar around and keep getting better and better because like having people who are just, you know, a bunch of assholes who no one wants to hang around and, <laughs> you know, like we said, can't check their egos and stuff like that doesn't help anyone. No, that does, this doesn't help us, the fans, you know, watch themselves either. Yeah. Really. And, okay. and, and you sound like so dedicated in the way you're, you're, you're upping everyone else. You're making everyone sound, sound so good. So like, what's kind of the next, 
What's like the, you, you kind of mentioned like, uh, you know, you want to be around in this business. W- would you consider like, you know, training in the, in the future for up and coming talent? Because you sound like if someone I had do. you as a trainer, they would be set. Cause you, again, your, your vibe <laughs> is immaculate. Uh, you know what? I, yes. Uh, but maybe not, uh, uh, not as a trainer trainer. Like I don't want to be stuck in a school, um, and training someone from the ground up. Like, I don't want to give you the drills. I don't want to give you like the bombs. I don't want to do that. I can. And I have in seminars and stuff that I, I I've done in the past. Uh, but like, I, I want to give you a different facet of women's wrestling because when you have a female wrestling trainer, when I do seminars or if I help at a school to train, my philosophy is uh, a female trainer has a different mentality than a male trainer. We have to bump differently. We have to run the ropes differently. We have to like, there's, we have different body parts for goodness sakes. Like we have a different anatomy. Uh, so you can't train us like, like you can, I, I was trained by men. Um, you know, Jason Knight has been my first trainer, uh, you know, for four years and it was hard knocks training. Like, it was men training and it was ECW style training. So my physicality comes from him. And then when you go to, you know, the Samoans and, and the old school, it's a whole different mentality of training. But what people lack, and, and this is what I found traveling the world and going to Japan, is that the female anatomy is different. Uh, we should be bumping to protect what we have. Uh, you know, men bump a certain way to protect their assets, right? Yeah. Females should be bumping a different way to protect our assets. Mm. Um, you know, we, we, we have different hormones. Like there's so many things that can go into all this. And I, and I usually talk about it in my seminars, uh, when, when, when we talk about it because it needs to be said because no one understands it unless you're a female. I understand what a female is going through. Um, you know, everyone back in the day when I was training is, you know, hormones kicking in females, you know, you're so, you're too sensitive. Now, nah, motherfucker, I'm not sensitive. We just have different hormones than you. Like, fucking understand that shit. Like, I'm not crying because I'm hurting. I'm crying because it's just my body says it wants to cry. So let me fucking cry. Like, <laughs> like it's just, you know, that's like, like if you want to dive into that, we can, but I won't. Uh, but I do talk about it in my seminars. I do talk about a lot of things in my seminars where it comes to sexual harassment, how to deal with the fans. Um, there's a lot of facets of a female being in your school that needs to be there. I always believed uh, that a school, a wrestling school should have a female trainer for a lot of reasons. And that's because a female needs to feel safe in a school if there is a female on her side who has her back. And every wrestling school in the world needs to have that. Um, I mean, you look at, I booked a dentist appointment the other day and it asks, it asks, would you prefer to have like a female or male dentist? You have that at the gym with personal trainers. You have that with doctors, with everything. And especially something that's, you know, involving your body. It's involving contact (laughs) and stuff. Absolutely. Like it, it's see, I mean, obviously I'm from the UK and there's the whole speaking out thing, which a lot of that came from Brit Res. And you look at the, the safeguarding of a lot of these schools and there is none. It's not treated like a school. It's not, it's not treated legit, like a gym. Almost and legit, yeah. It, it is something that definitely has to come in. And it's it's just going to improve the business uh, for the better, 100%. Oh, yeah, definitely. Um, you know, I wish I had a female trainer in my school. And not that I don't uh, uh, love the way I was trained because it was very different. You know, when you go to a wrestling school back in the 2000, like I was 19 years old when I trained. 
I know nothing about wrestling. I didn't even know there was such thing as indie wrestling <laughs> back in when I was 19. Never even heard of it. It was just, you have to go to school and you got to train. Okay. Uh, so you don't, I don't know shit. I was so naive and so clueless through this world. Um, and, and this bullshit that I had to go through. Um, I don't ever want a female to go through, whether it's training or going through seminars or trying to find the right school and all this. So I believe, you know, I, I if, if I could have the, I have patience, but I believe that my style of training is not for everyone. Um, I'm, I'm very patient. I'm very empathetic, and, and I'm, but I'm also hard knocks, right? Like, I don't like to try to train someone uh, to take a bump. Why? Because I'm not good at taking those. <laughs> <laughs> um, I know what I'm good at, and I would rather leave that to someone who's really good at training and giving drills and doing all that. What I am good at is I will teach you how to train us. I will teach you the different forms. I will teach you the psychology, and then I will teach you, uh, you know, how to put a match together this way and this way to like I can do that kind of stuff, and I believe that. Going forward, uh, I really do believe that my next step, and, and I really truly hope that this is my next step, will be to help the new generation of female wrestlers in, in, in a company like an AEW or wherever I land, uh, as an agent and as a producer and as a coach for that company to help their women talent feel comfortable having a producer or an agent that is female to understand and speak to them. I've always believed that every company needs a female writer. Because sometimes storylines need to have a female's perspective for it to work. Mm. Um, you know, it, it's, it's a two cents. It's another set of eyes from a different perspective. You know, sometimes I look at storylines. I'm like, oh, that's not a male. That's a male writing that bullshit. Like only males come like that. Um, and it's the truth. And it's the truth. But you need a female's perspective on it because we got to put things in a different spin because you have to understand how we think. A man doesn't understand it. Uh, you know, you want to, and, and most females feel comfortable nine out of 10 times with a female agent and a female producer, um, because we understand things that men don't understand. Like I said, like, you know, different anatomies, different hormones, different everything. Um, you know, we, they, they, I think most females are more comfortable speaking to their peers about their storylines and their stories. And hi, how do I bring this? There's so many times in every locker room that I have been in that females come up to me and they ask, Hey, I'm not happy with my match. And I'm like, well, who's your agent? Oh, so and so, so. And obviously it's a male because most of the agents and producers are males. There's hardly, a, there's not a female them to talk to about stuff like this how do i speak to them to tell them that this is what's going on and i literally blatant tell them <laughs> like whatever's going on you let them the fuck know yeah. why because if 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 they are your agent and they are your producer they're supposed to have their best your best entrance in this match to propel you right so then you need to let them know what's going on whatever's going on um but i'm also the one to say but if you don't feel comfortable talking to them about that I will be there with you if you want to talk to them. Let me be your voice. If you awesome. feel like, yeah, because there's a lot of things that females, you know, that, that if you want to talk taboo in a locker room, because it has to be touched on. And I don't like to bring it up, but it has to be touched on because I, I it's females are, are afraid to speak up on a lot of things because they're afraid to lose their spot on a, in, in, in the position or lose their position or be called a bitch or be called have an ego or be called sensitive or be called this. No motherfuckers. Like it's, it's, it's such a, I'm so passionate about females empowerment and being able to, Hey, Hey, if a guy can go and save their peace, so can 
you. You are not being dramatic. You are not being sensitive. You are not being a bitch. You're just speaking your mind. And because they are not listening to you, you raise your motherfucking voice so they listen. And if they're not listening to you, maybe they shouldn't be in that position to be your agent. Because your agent and your producer should listen to you, should listen to your concerns, should be empathetic, hard knocks, do what you need to do. But things happen in wrestling uh, for females that men don't understand. And you need someone who understands that, but also is a professional, who is in a professional uh, direction or in a professional position to help you. I say it all the time. I'm in no position to tell anybody anything. But God damn it, if something is bothering you and you feel like you don't have a voice, God damn it, I will put myself in that position. Give me the negativity. I don't care. At this stage of my career, I made my career my way. I made my career by speaking my mind. I made my career by saying what I need to say. And if you feel like you can't, you know what? I will be your mama. I will have your voice mm-hmm. for you. I will have your back. Because if no one else has it, then I will. I will sit there while you speak to your producer and agent and just listen. And if awesome. I feel like they're not listening to you, then I, you know what? I got you. I got you. And and then that's what we need nowadays. But that's going to be my next role. Uh, getting back to what we need to get back to. I think that I want to be an agent and a producer and be that female coach um, for these companies to um, help females and 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 to help them and and just do something different for these companies and and have a different perspective. Because uh, I think when you have somebody like that your roster is just going to benefit 10 times more by having someone on their side that they can trust and be that middle point to go back locker room slash, you know, office. Cause you need someone that got you back. And there's not many of us out there. Really, there isn't. <laughs> you sound, you sound very dedicated and, and like so passionate about uh, not, not just wrestling, but like with not just women's wrestling, but just wrestling in general, like just hearing you talk about that, you sound <laughs> like you could be an agent or a producer. Absolutely. Like that sounds, that sounds awesome. And you mentioned, you mentioned Mercedes about um, st- kind of sticking up for yourself and and in kind of saying something briefly. I I, I know that you were in uh, on on WWE TV and you were brought up in the 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 faction where everyone was wearing masks and then you weren't wearing then you then you weren't on TV <laughs> with that faction. I am I'm gonna imagine that maybe you were like you know what this is just as for me. Yeah yeah. Um, I definitely spoke my mind, <laughs> uh, but I spoke it in a very, uh, in a very professional way. Like I'm not going to sit here and speak gangster to like gang gang y'all. No, uh, <laughs> I'm very professional about when I speak about things that are not right for me. Um, you know, 20 years in this business or even more, it, 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 you, people know who I am. People know what I what I can do. Right. People know that I am uh, Mercedes Martinez. This Like there's a name. Why would I want to change what got me to the dance? Why would I, at this stage of my career, like my brand is already made, my Mm. name is already known. Why would you want to change that? And uh, not to knock anybody in that group. Um, To be honest, I had no clue what was going on. Um, you know, and, and I, I talked about this before and, and I don't bury anybody. I, that's just not my style, right? Like it's, it is what it is. I can only speak on my experience. Um, it came to the point where it was no one knew what this, uh, this group, this faction was all about. You know, you see it on TV and I'm watching and I'm like, what is going on with this? And then they say, Hey, Mercedes, you're, you're, you're going to be part of this group. What? Okay. 
all right, so before we go anywhere, can you tell me what this group is about? Is this something that I personally am going to be okay with in my life? When I look back at my WWE career, am I going to be happy a part of that group? Am I going to, uh, is this something that I believe in? Can I give you 150% with what you're writing? And the answer was no. The answer was 100% no. I did not feel right in my heart and anything that I'd done. And I was, and I said what I said. And I said, you know what? I, I don't feel happy. I, it doesn't matter about the fame. It didn't matter about how much money you were giving me to be a part of this. Uh, it definitely was going to be way more than what I was making, but money has nothing to do with this. It's my legacy now that you're fucking with. It's what I worked 20 years for to finally get a contract with you. And then this is what you're giving me. I have no say in this. No, 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 no. I didn't work this hard for something to not go my way and to put me behind a mask. And then at that time, if you think about what was going on in the world, I did not want to be 100%. associated with anything. Yeah. Like it was, it was in a weird position. And, and, and I don't know. It just, no one knew what was going on. And I personally just didn't feel right. Like it just, it just, and I just literally was just like, no, I was like, I can't be a part of this. Just, I rather, I would rather stay in NXT, less money, less everything and do my career my way than to be a part of something that I can't give a hundred percent in because I don't believe in. Um, and it's going to translate on TV. So give someone this position, give someone who's ready for this position and, and, and who can do this. But at the end of the day, all I have is my name. And you're willing to take that away from me. I don't, I, I just, I, I, I personally couldn't. Do I regret the decision? Fuck no. <laughs> I would never regret that decision. Um, and it had nothing to do with creative. It just had something to do with me personally and what was going on in the world. And I didn't want to be associated with what was going on in the world because the world was, was unhappy. And I was going to be unhappy to even be a part of something that I had no clue what was going on. No one knew anything. Um, and I just, I just didn't, I, I, you know, and I speak on it all the time and it's for the other members that were part of it. They stuck with it. I'm happy for you. Make your money, make your thing. But at the end of the day, I'm still here and I'm still Mercedes Martinez. I'm still doing the way things I want to do my way, whether it's with that company or with AEW, Ring of Honor, whatever happens in the future, I would never, ever regret that decision. I don't regret anything in my life up to this point when it comes to my career. So um, speaking my mind, yes, you have to, but you have to do it a certain way. You got to do it creatively. You got to do it professionally. You can't go yeah. in there. Yeah, you can't go in there. Like, listen, motherfucker, like this. I no, no, no. It's it's hey, like this is my personal belief. I don't think this is right for me, for my character, for my career at this point. Like, I I, I don't want to feel like I have to start all over. Can we just, you know, blah, 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 blah. And they all agree. And that was the thing is that if you don't have the discussion and if you don't say your point in a nice way and in a thing way, like you don't know what they're going to say unless you bring it up to the table. Right. So they all agreed with my points and they were just like, yeah, we'll just send you to NXT. We'll just stay next and say, OK, give me a couple months off, let a couple things die down and bam. Right back onto, you know, NXT, right into like the EO and Tony Storm storyline, right? Yeah. 
things work out for a reason based on what you believe in and you have to be able to speak your mind in a very diplomatic and professional way so they understand what you're saying and not be you know all bitchy about it because yeah good for you absolutely i believe in what i believe in and that's just how it is i'm very passionate when, when i talk <laughs> so you're going to be here in toronto on june 25th it is forbidden door day uh you'll be facing masha slamovich at smash wrestling at 11 30 in the morning at the rec room it's about five minutes away from Scotiabank. Uh, it's a whole day of wrestling. It's it's going to be one of the most awesome weekends Toronto's of the year. needs this, yeah. Not only is there Smash, Defy, Progress, AEW, but it's Pride Weekend as well. It's one of the most fun weekends in the city. It's uh, I highly recommend you trying to check out all the festivities if you're not too beaten up. Toronto gets wild it for gets Pride. It gets pretty wild. And uh, yeah, and I think um, someone... Like we've got to kind of say as well. Not only have you navigated your whole career, you know, <laughs> being a woman in a male-dominated world, but also being an openly gay woman in a male-dominated world, where you know there have been times where, and it's still parts of the world not acceptable. And I think that's awesome. Like you seem like an absolute fucking fighter. Just from talking to you, you've been incredibly giving with your time today as well um just as giving as it seems you are with your your wrestling career so thank you um very much and get those tickets smash-wrestling.com to see mercedes here in the six on june 25th uh mercedes any kind of sign us off here uh, <laughs> sign us off, oh, sign yeah, us off. Yeah, any up. final words like we could go for another hour but like we've gone we uh, you've been we so can. giving and we, we we thank you very much thank you very much for joining uh, us yeah no no i just want to say thank you for the opportunity for even letting me talk sometimes when i talk i ramble a little bit but things need to be said sometimes uh but no i'm very looking forward to smash wrestling i'm at, looking forward to that weekend if there's any like you know pride stuff going on um i'm coming packed with my pride gear uh <laughs> i'm ready to like be in the festivities festivities or whatever's going on that weekend before i you know i kill it with uh masha um, at Smash Wrestling, uh, definitely check out like the rest of what's going on for that weekend. I know it's Forbidden Door and AEW, and I got to promote you know them too. That's that's my home base right now. But um, I'm definitely looking forward to uh, all all the wrestling going on. Wrestling at 11:30 in the morning is crazy, uh, <laughs> but you best believe that's probably when I got the most energy. Right, so we're gonna tear it up. Uh, you got Defy, you got Progress, Fat Patel, Smash Wrestling, like. It's a great weekend in Toronto. Like I'm looking forward to being in you and anything and everything that you have to offer. And not just in wrestling wise, it is pride weekend, baby. Uh, Mercedes wants to be a part of it. Hit me up with something. Cause I'm looking to party it up as well. well Mercedes, <laughs> I'll put the invite out here right now. We are hosting an event yeah. at real sports. It's forbidden <laughs> poor immediately after AEW. We are going to have karaoke going on. We're doing so wrestling karaoke and sing a song. Come <laughs> sing with us. Uh, it will be an awesome time. Oh <laughs> uh, yeah. I would do my best, but thank you guys. I really appreciate your time. You're very uh, welcome. I really do. Thank you guys. This has been great. Thank, thank you, you so very much, much. Mercedes. Take All the best we'll to you. you Take care and thanks everyone for listening and checking us out, but cheers. <laughs>